Welcome back, NEC fans. It's our second NEC on the Run Hoops podcast of the season. My name's Ron Ratner. I'm here with Ryan Peters at Pioneer underscore Pride on Twitter, our NEC super blogger. Ryan, how is it going? It's good, Ron. How you doing? Doing great. Ron, let's get right into this. As always, we start with our weekend takeaways. Uh, there was just one team that swept last week, and it was Mount St. Mary's. Very impressive, Ron, uh, in their sweep over Merrimack at the Nod Arena. They held Merrimack to 40% from two, 25% from three, just 0.81 points per possession in the two victories. Uh, and now the Mountaineers, their defense is really kicking in the full gear. They lead the NEC in scoring defense right now at 63 points per game. And if you correct that for pace, they're still number one in defensive efficiency. Um, you know, their block rate is really high thanks to Opoku, Jefferson and company. And, you know, the defense is, has been doing really well, but also Engelstad has gotten great off the ball guard production out of Dakota Lafue. He had 12 points in the first game. Josh Reeves has been playing really well, 25 points. He's the reigning rookie of the week. Um, and then De DeAndre Thomas, the, the transfer out of Samford, he's kind of a wild card in here. He shot close to 49% from three freshman year at Samford. So he's done this kind of thing before. And so far, you know, 18 points, five of six from three in game two, uh, you know, to get that off the ball production to help Chong Kui, that's essential. And it does a great job supplementing the Mount strength, which is their, which is their front court, who, by the way, had a plus 23 rebounding margin in the two wins this week. Yeah, you know the defense is going to be good. They have, you know, they have the bigs. They have bigs with some quickness and hops. And now once you add the offensive production from the guards, this is a team with a lot of upside. So looking forward to seeing what we get from the Mount moving forward. Let's go to Sacred Heart right now. They only played one game last week, but it was a convincing win uh, over Central Connecticut. What did you see from the Pioneers? It was just a methodical 17-point victory. It wasn't pretty, but the Pioneers got the job done, especially in the second half. And they've won now 11 straight over the Blue Devils over the past few years. Um, and it, with the victory, there weren't too many eye-popping performances, but this does give us a chance to talk a little bit about Catavio Dutrell, which we haven't really mentioned. 19 rebounds in the victory against Central Connecticut. And now he he's rebounding at an insane rate, Ron. Fourth in the country in defensive rebounding rate. He's grabbing 34.5% of the opponent's misses off the glass. And then he's eighth in country in offensive rebounding rate, grabbing nearly 18% of his team's misses. So, I mean, he's doing a great job on the backboards. And then you could combine that 19 rebounds with a workmanlike effort from Watson, 12 points. Nico Gallette and Bryce Johnson gave him solid performances off the bench in a reserve role. And, uh, you know, they, it, it was a solid win. And now Sacred Heart, they're overachieving a four and three here in the NEC. Good young team brewing in Fairfield with Sacred Heart. Let's talk about the team, some of the teams at the top of the standings, Bryant and LIU. Bryant went out on the West Coast trip, uh, which now is just it's just a two gamer now. It's not a, it's yeah. not, you know, it's just um, I mean, it's just a one gamer, but they're actually playing twice, playing St. Francis University. Uh, St. Francis wins the first game. Bryant bounces back in the second game. What did you see from the Bulldogs there and how they responded after Thursday's loss? It was interesting because the Red Flash kind of beat the Bulldogs at their own game in game one, you know, 86 possessions in that first game for the Red Flash. And they kind of won convincingly. They looked comfortable shooting the three. They committed just 14 turnovers and they got to the line 26 times. Well, you know, great adjustment by Jared Grasso. Peter Kiss played a lot better in game two. The game was a little bit slower in pace, 71 possessions for the Bryant Bulldogs in that second game. 
um, but they stayed under control. They outproduced the red flash from behind the arc, plus 21 points, and and at the free throw line, you know, plus 14. And Kiss and Elijah, Elijah had 20 rebounds. They were terrific in the back end of that doubleheader. Really good win for St. Francis, by the way. They've beaten Pitt, and now they've beaten Bryan. We're two of the best wins in the conference this year. So um, I, I think there's a team to watch right there. And, you know, now that Ramir Dixon Conover is back, we'll be looking at them, but Bryant did bounce back. Let's talk about LIU and Wagner. LIU ever so close to sweeping the Seahawks at the Spiro center. Uh, Alex Morales had a different idea at the end of that game, game winning shot. Um, what did you see from LIU uh, in that series, and what does it mean for Wagner to get a win like that? So LIU, in that, in that game one, the front court was a huge difference maker. Penn and Flowers combined for 46 points, which is about 60% of the team's points in that game, 18 rebounds. Um, and, you know, defensively, they combined for 11 steals and blocks in that first game. Uh, the game was tight. It, it was anyone's game, but then, you know, LIU went on a late 12-2 to run to kind of seal the deal. In game two, you know, Wagner didn't have Elijah Ford due to injury. But Bashir Mason got great balance from guys like Morales. You know, you mentioned the game winner. He also had 14 assists. Uh, you know, Martinez running the point. Delani Hunt was really steady at 15 points and no turnovers. Jameer Fletcher gave him uh, a contribution down low with 10 points, six rebounds. And Nigel Jackson made his three. So it was like balance galore in that win for Wagner in game two. And it was a critical win. It kind of helps them keep pace with the middle tier of that league and to, to get to two and four in the league. Yeah, I think Fletcher might be a, a big key for them moving forward um, with the way he played against LIU. And I think that's something that that team needs. They're, they're super guard heavy, but uh, he was impressive. And there it is, our NEC weekly takeaways. Thanks, Ryan. Now it's our Twitter timeout. We go to Hackensack and one of our active coaches on social media, Greg Horenda. His team is chomping at the bit to play. Ryan, what are you expecting when the Knights finally get back on the court this week? It's been a while, but I, I can't wait to see him play this week. They're, they're a talented offensive team. I mean, they arguably have two of the top five, 10, maybe 10 best players in the league in Jaleel Jenkins and Elijah Williams. You know, there's no disputing that from anyone. So when you have two of those guys, they're going to be in every game. Offensively, you know, with Brandon Powell coming back healthy now, they have three-point shooting. Brandon Rush is emerging as an above-average above regular we, we know about P.O. Racine and Joe Munden, the freshman. So they're going to be a dangerous team moving forward. We, we can't forget that they were one of the preseason favorites going into this. They were the NEC preseason favorite, FDU. We'll see them back this week at Merrimack. Always my favorite segment when we highlight our under-the-radar player of the week. Where are we going this time, Ryan? Let's do Will Martinez at Wagner. While his performance in Wagner's win against LIU, 19 points, five rebounds, four assists, that certainly wasn't under the radar. His impact in these first four games of the season has to be a welcome surprise for Bashir Mason. You know, he's done really well to leverage kind of that first, that quick first step, that ability to attack off the bounce and finish in traffic. And, you know, at 6'5", that length is really unique as a, as a guy who could handle the point. Um, and he's, I think he's done a really good job settling less for jumpers so far in kind of this early sample size of a season. If he could play the way he played against LIU in the back half of that double header, that's going to be wonderful news for Wagner fans. Agreed. Wagner got some size at guard. Will Martinez coming on strong as we enter the uh, middle of January. Now in our star watch, we're going to go out to Loretto and they've had their share of stars the last few years. Who's the latest one, Ryan? 
Ramir Dixon Conover. I think a lot of NEC fans already consider him a star, but you know, you look at his numbers from last year, he averaged four, two, and two. Now he's averaging 14, five, and five with, with nearly three steals a game. I know, I know Rob was certainly bullish on his prospects going into his senior year, and it's it's come to fruition. You know, he's he's always excelled at going north to south with the ball in his hands. But this season, he's really embraced that point guard role. His, you know, he has the 20th best assist, assist rate in the country right now while cutting significantly down on his turnovers. You know, he's really kind of embraced being the, the lead guy, being the ball handler for this red flash offense. And, you know, his defensive tenacity is still is still special, as it's always been since he stepped foot um, in Loretto, you know, he's, he has the 41st best steal rate nationally. So in my opinion, he's a bona fide top 10 star in this league. The thing is he carries himself like a star already. And you see how he's played. Look, St. Francis has already played LIU and Bryant, you know, two of the best teams in, in the league already. And he has acquitted himself uh, quite nicely. Uh, love watching him play. And I think that uh, when all is said and done, you'll see him on uh, one of our all conference teams at year's end. Yeah, it's just a testament to Krimmel and the coaching staff, their ability to coach up these guys to kind of that linear progression. You look at Ronnie Drinnen, Earl Brown, Jamal King, you know, the list goes on and on. And Ramir Dixon Conover is just another guy who goes from, you know, role guy um, and little used as an underclassman to a star as a senior. RDC, he makes our star watch this week. NEC play of the week time. This one was a was an easy one as far as a spectacular play. Hall Elijah is doing what he does best, blocking a shot on one end and then coming down on the other end for what may at the end of the year be the play of the year. We'll have to see. Ryan, I jumped out of my chair watching this the other day. What was your reaction? I mean, you know, Jared Grasso has always said that Hall Elijah has high major athleticism, and this was evident here, you know, kind of. He makes a defensive stop. Then the big man just runs the floor going coast to coast. And then, you know, that terrific recovery by Charles Pride and he gets that alley-oop up there. I mean, just a tremendous play end-to-end for Elijah. You know, he, he, showcases, he showcases athleticism twice within a 10-second span there. It's amazing. The same game, we had Marlon Hargis with an amazing dunk off and inbounds. And we also had Alex Morales hitting a game winner. Good week for, for great plays. But our play of the week goes to Hall Elijah from Bryant. Milestone time on the NEC on the Run podcast, and we go out to Brooklyn where their star, Ty Flowers, scored his thousandth point as a Shark. Ryan, how good is Ty Flowers, and what do you think he'll be for this team by the end of the year? I mean, he's already shown that he's he's a high possession rate guy. You know, he's, he's handling the ball 25% of the time, but he hardly turns it over. I mean, that's to me, the most impressive thing. And his game has gotten more aggressive, you know, as a senior, you know, evident from his improved free throw rate, his offensive rebounding rate as well. He's turned into the complete offensive package for Derek Kellogg. Um, and then you, you look at his defensive impact, you know, this year in six games, he has 25 combined steals and blocks for the Sharks. I mean, that, that's a tremendous defensive impact. You pair that with Erol Penn, we mentioned it earlier. I mean, that, that's a game changer on a defensive efficiency standpoint. So he's just a great two-way player for, for Derek Kellogg. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a player of the year candidate. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but he's certainly a guy that we're going to consider near the end of the year. All right. Congrats to Ty Flowers on scoring his thousandth point at LIU. We're wrapping it up here on NEC on the run. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Always appreciate you taking the time to talk NEC hoops with us. My pleasure. I'll do it anytime. Okay, fans. NEC on the run is a wrap for this week. We'll see you next time on the NEC Overtime Pod.